Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Okay. All right, this is the first time I've ever looked at the camera, so it's, um, it's making me uncomfortable. Jenny, do you feel uncomfortable? I'm not looking at the camera, yes. Yeah, don't. Right. don't. It's taken me 16 episodes to get to the point where I can look at the camera, and now I feel um, um, very out of my comfort zone. Baz makes it look so easy. Anyway, Baz isn't here, viewers, so welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Um, that went all right, didn't it? Nailed it. Yeah, that went yeah, all right. Yeah, it was good. Um, we need... A massive performance this week because we're rudderless. We've got no, we've no host really. Yeah. Um. So I would just imagine it's just us just waiting to be asked questions to. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm like I'm relying heavily on this. I'm hoping I can just read off the sheet. Yeah, like, I think we need a massive. Like Baz one. just sits here and he's like, "So weekend." Yeah, he's like, "Whatever." Like I'm in a band. I've got a, a nose piercing. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> do your worst. <laughs> no, we need we need to dig deep. Okay, right. Yeah, we need we need to be like no pressure. Um, we need to be like Robert Redford, Meryl Streep, in out of Africa. We need massive performances. Yeah, we okay, need to be Oscar, like, yeah. We need to be like Pete O'Mahony and Ian Henderson at the Aviva 2017, denying England the Grand Slam and making their way onto the Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, Silence of the Lambs. Nice, yeah, that's big, yeah, yeah. that's big. And you like stare down the camera and kind of nail that. Yeah. Uh, Rocky uh, against uh, uh, Ivan Drago. Frantically trying to think of other yeah. duos and can't. Yeah, no, sorry, that wasn't a duo. That was, oh. We both need to be in, independently oh, like, as good okay. as Rocky. Yeah. Uh, and then I also thought, I wonder if we could have a training montage in the build-up to this episode. <laughs> and need you to join in there. Okay, no, I will. I, will yeah, but yeah. I, I was trying to do, and at the same time, we turn and face the camera. Yeah, okay. So like, yeah, nice. I feel like if we do it again, it'd just be weird. Definitely be don't okay, do it yeah. again. Anyway, so um, did you watch much rugby the weekend? Not loads. No, not not me enough. Neither. Not enough. Yeah. For someone that's meant to do a podcast all about rugby. Yeah. Today or this weekend, no. I watched I watched a good bit of the super rugby. Yeah. Um just the the way the Pro fourteen games fell, it was really awkward. Yeah. Um so no. Did you? I did. I watched um I watched the I mostly highlights really and I saw the Ulster game. Um Ulster got a, a fairly crucial away game, a away win in uh, Ospreys. Um they it was wasn't a great game to be honest. It was a bit drab and there was a lot of drop balls and um it just there wasn't there wasn't a lot of excitement in it, but anyway they got the win. Wins yeah. a win. And Hendy's Henderson's back? Hendy's back, yeah. Um a few guys did well. I thought Ulster actually played quite well, um, with not a lot of reward for it really. Um a few young fellas um doing well. Um Eric O'Sullivan did well. Um uh Oh, Mike, Mike Laurie was going well. We tanned for a while and then he got sparked out. And that's the second time he's been knocked out in six weeks or something. Like out, out? He looked, it looked floppy, yeah. Okay. It looked like he was kind of on his way to the deck and he was already kind of a little oh, bit Oh, that limp. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, um, anyway, we're big fans of his. Okay. Here on Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby. I've, I've heard, yeah. Jenny and Andrew's House of Rugby. <laughs> no, don't say that. That's too much pressure again. <laughs> I'm like a side bit that's just here because he's gone off to look at Niagara Falls. I know. So. Yeah, you see his Instagram. Yeah. Right? yeah. Anyway, listen, let's stop talking about Baz. Yeah. I'm fed up with that guy putting us under pressure. We can do this. We can thrive without Baz. Right. Well, it's a concussion as well, kind of going on to that. Halfpenny. He's, yeah. seems to be out for the England-Wales game and probably for a bit longer as well. Yeah. Don't think he's got many minutes. Or he didn't he didn't actually play, he was pulled off the he was on the injury list um for club team. And yeah, again, that's kind of that's a few kind of concussion kind of things in a while. Or Joe yeah. return to play is delayed and then you're like, Oh, he's nearly back and delayed again. Yeah. Well, that'll be a, I think that's a loss for him for well for Wales. And then who are they're they've they're missing they're missing there's another bigger, bigger is out as well. Yeah. So anyway, we're speaking about Wales, and we should be going right back to Ireland yeah. Well, uh, well, other injuries for this weekend. Obviously, Chris Farrell picked up a knock as well on his knee. He's so unlucky. I know. Yeah. Well, like, well, we don't know what Hopefully way it's, it's going to be. Yeah. But fair play. Like he's the kind of like player that the other way. It's it's always hard to if you've got any kind of layoff, whether it's like a four week injury or a, a longer. He seems like you can kind of chuck him in the deep end. Yeah, and he's. Like he always rises to the occasion. Like yeah. it's fair play. I don't think a lot of players 
they take a while to kind of build back into our performance and he seems to be able to jump in and, and do a job really well. Case in point, like, you know, Wales last year and again this year. Yeah, even Scotland. whatever game, um, Munster played Edinburgh, I think that was his comeback game and he was brilliant straight away. Um, but yeah, so that's that would be a big loss. Um, uh, I don't know what way Henshaw is actually. Is Ringrose, Ringrose out as well? Ringrose is gone, Henshaw's gone. Bundy Aki always stays fit, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, it's re- <laughs> it is really impressive. Yeah. And he's, like, he's in the mix all the time. Like, such an abrasive player that sometimes you'd assume, like, he's bound and he probably is full of niggles and stuff. But he's just... Yeah. He's always available. And again, like you mentioned, like, we've done before, centres and the first names that pop up are Henshaw and Ringrose. Uh-huh. But, like, it's Aki all the time. And yeah. he never... He never drops a certain standard. He's always hitting those marks. So yeah, yeah. I think like I think you can totally build a backline around what he's capable of doing as well. Yeah, just kind of don't give him enough credit. Sometimes. No, absolutely. So um, the other ones, Will Addison uh, didn't play for Ulster the weekend. Um, Ulster put out uh, McCluskey and Kiev, who both went really well. Um, but yeah, so Will Addison, if he's not playing there, you'd imagine he'll be looking at um, starting against Italy probably. Thirteen. So, Probably, probably. Yeah. I, d- I doubt they'd be changing fifteen again. Like no, I don't. Three think different fifteens so. in three different uh, three games. I wouldn't no. have thought it'd be changed again. No, so it's not ideal. I'm not sure. I doubt uh, Bundy Key and uh, Will Allison have played together. I'm not sure. They maybe did in the autumn. Pat, but have they? Will Allison. <laughs> Will Allison. Yeah. And Bundy Aki. Yeah, together. Yeah, and then Tom Farrell, I suppose, who who had a decent game as well. But they they seem to be it. Henshaw. Maybe, but yeah, Ringrose definitely out. But um, but yeah, the fact that Addison didn't play at all at the weekend make you think that yeah he's going to get pulled in. So um, sorry, I just turned to Guru Pat. That yeah, was yeah. like kind of three yeah. curveball. Sorry there. <laughs> I think I got a look there as if um, why didn't you give me a heads up? <laughs> uh, Keep all your toes. Got me sure. scroll, yeah. on my phone. There, I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you want to know? Passing notes to the back of class. <laughs> Bring that note up here. We're not entertaining enough. Um, then obviously Joey might get um, might get a start uh, at ten, and then I'm not sure would would Cooney get a go as well? Maybe I don't know if he'll like, make whole scene changes. I don't know if like no. the way Wales did, but and it'll be interesting to see. Um, not maybe not for the Italy game, but will will Marmion be back in the mix as well for the the latter stages of the Six Nations too? Yeah. Like again, like we hit on this already. There's still so many players that aren't in camp that you'd be like you could you could put them in there yeah. and they would do a really good job. Yeah. So no, I'd I'd like to see Cooney get a game. Do you know? I'd imagine it's hard. You know, you're going away and you're on the bench and you don't get minutes and you're just nearly like. You're like I, I except for the first time I've ever played, we were away in France, and um, the stadium was full, and it's never been like at a, a women's game now, like it is. But in 2012, it wasn't the case. So anytime Goose, our coach at the time, turned around and looked at the bench, I was kind of like, "Oh my god, make yourself small! Don't let this happen! I don't know enough. This is how how am I even here?" Yeah. But like the minute I, d- I didn't get on in that game, and then I re- regretted it. But as a once you're on the bench for a while, you're like, oh, give me like I don't know, yeah. I don't know if it's if it's the same for some people. But you're like dying to get on, and it's kind of hard not getting those minutes week in week out. So yeah, so you like, is that like a nervous thing? Like you're kind of going, oh, I'm anxious about the game, I'm anxious about getting on. Yeah, like I um, when I came in to camp, it was already they'd already selected the training squad for Six Nations. And um, so it was the final and I wasn't in it. I'd just taken up rugby maybe a year and a half, two years before that. And they basically flew over any of the Irish exiles. I was living in London at the time uh-huh. to play in a warm up game against the girls before they kicked off the championship. And like we got absolutely hockeyed. <laughs> like, yeah, it was it was like taco bags with a pulse. That is that is what we were. Um and I was my third game in the back, so I played like second row and flanker for a while. So I was like an absolute dope. I could just <laughs> not. Well, I felt like that I was, and um, that was grand. It was three weeks in. They only had two or three weeks left, and then Six Nations was kicking off. Flew back to the UK, and then got a phone call um, from Gemma Crowley, who was the manager at the time, uh-huh. and she and I kind of assumed because I I injured one of the Irish girls in a tackle, um, and I was like, oh. 
nuts. Like that was my. Oh, you thought she was coming to charge? Yeah, you? I was like, oh no, I'm not like I can, I'm eating beans and tuna. That's what my student diet. And it was a call in work. I was working in a bar at the time, so I was like, oh no. Um, and she's like, oh, like. What are you doing next? No more weekend? beans and dinner for you, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prime, prime life. So yeah, I got invited back to the fourth or fifth week of the Six Nations training thing. Like not like completely clueless. Went went to that. <clears throat> think maybe went to a second one, and they cut the squad. I got cut, and then somebody got injured, and that's how I was in the squad in 2012. Just like two or three weeks in, really late. Hence my like. Please don't put me on. Yeah. I will, whatever. And then in the end, it turned out okay. Got my first cap. I'd imagine Italy. that's that's yeah. um, really common though. Um, like the the it just rugby is always. I've always thought this. It's so fickle, and whenever things aren't going well, or you pick, you've got injuries, it changes so quickly, and your misfortune becomes someone else's <laughs> misfortune very quickly, or the other way around. Yeah. I mean, the per, the a good example is uh, Dan Levy in last year's Six Nations. You know, he, uh, am I right in saying Shauna Sean got injured yeah. and then Fander Fleer Josh got injured yeah. yeah and then Dan came in so Dan was effectively third choice seven came in and how good was he last year was he like did he get a few man of the matches or <coughs> if he didn't he was up there in terms of like where did this guy come yeah. from like yeah. he was class yeah yeah yeah. no there's definitely you kind of it's like a roller coaster you take the highs and you try yeah. and take the lows and stuff I bumped well. into Dan Levy actually the other day I was in Dublin and uh, and he brought to my attention a story that I didn't realise was interpreted this way. So when I was in Scotland a couple of weeks ago, I bumped into James Ryan and I, I was thinking, I was trying to think quickly. I'm not sure I've ever met James Ryan before. Um, so I kind of, I just went, hi James. <laughs> and, and, he, and then he didn't, I, didn't, I thought maybe, who knows, maybe he'll know me again. <laughs> I, I I played against yeah, I know, yeah. in Chicago that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I beat the All Blacks, James. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so I went, uh, hi, James. And he goes, hey, how you doing? And, and, and you, like, and I went, uh, Andrew. <laughs> I went, Andrew. And like, in hindsight, I maybe should have gone trim me, maybe, or something. Yeah. But then um, uh, Lee, um, Dan Levy was telling me that, because um, I remember I got in the lift and I went, that was, I just went, I think I've become a pothole. I've been retired eight months and now I'm that guy that we hated <laughs> trying to ch- trying to chat to guys, you know, whenever they're whenever they're vulnerable, when they're on their own. Hey, how's things? What's it like being a professional rugby player? You know? <laughs> anyway. What's Joe's mood? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. What's Joe really like? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, apparently James, um, it, 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 he realised then afterwards and then we were both like having these independent moments where he was like, oh, that should have known. And then I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said him. <laughs> So. <laughs> I'm picturing kind of like a rom-com and like you're in your room and his and his room and he's like going over he's like I should have said this yeah yeah Here. so stupid oh, yeah. God, he's yeah. never gonna add me on Facebook yeah <laughs> yeah oh, I love those awkward elevator chats oh man nice. yeah it was it was it was fine I just moved on I just put it to the back of my of mind yeah. until um, Levy brought it up there again maybe he might hear this and yeah like oh Andrew's a nice guy yeah <laughs> Maybe yeah. is that how you interpret that story? Well, the fact, that you, did, the fact that, that you didn't even go. No, you you may not address me as Trimby. It's Andrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 We're not it's there like, yet, oh. mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got to earn it. Yeah. 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 Oh. Anyway, Pat's going to give off to us. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, right. So um, there's a couple of um, other fellas got a bit of game time. John Cooney, Jordy Murphy got a bit of game time. Ian Henderson got a bit of game time for Ulster. And um, uh, got penalised for a bit of a neck roll, and we're sort of hoping nothing else comes of that. But um, yeah, <laughs> but, I will say no more. <laughs> yeah, possible. Uh, okay. And then uh, Monster Andrew Conway probably put himself in the mix a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah, I actually saw some highlights. He did. He did really well. Got a couple of tries. Yeah, yeah. Um, Monster had a good game. He might get might get the nod. We'll see. Um, for Leinster, Jack McGrath, Andrew Porter got a bit of game time. For Leinster, or for um, Connor, um, uh, Alton Delan went well. Apparently, um, carrying left, right, and centre. He's a serious yeah. athlete. Him. Oh Gets yeah. The pitch. He's and he's his stride is like it's a it's a proper gallop. It's a gazelle. It's yeah. It, yeah, you're you're <laughs> kind of like his legs aren't moving that fast, but then when you see the distance he's covering, yeah. you're like, oh, that's impressive. He's got tiny little ankles. <laughs> He's got yeah. 
<laughs> like these little ankles. Like if he didn't, if he wasn't wearing boots, he would. He'd be he'd be he'd be sinking. Oh, like he'd be, yeah. He would. That's a really tiny ankles. I've never tiny ankles. Tiny Sorry, ankles. not wearing boots. If he wa- didn't wasn't wearing feet. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was like <laughs> more importantly. Yeah, okay. he's got tiny ankles, but he's very athletic and. and okay, so they'd be really s- narrow hooves. Yes. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, like, now I'm picturing him as a senator. As a senator. 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 What a senator? Senator. Yeah. Yeah, the little half horse, half. I'm gonna stop talking. Like the now, wheelies from um, the land, the witch in the wardrobe. Yeah. Sorry, no, it's uh, the it, Wizard of Oz. No, Never mind. No, but there was one on the the Tumney. Oh, we need to be careful. We're we're going. We we're veering wildly off yeah. here. Listen, let's. Um, Sorry, Baz. Save let's that, get on. Save that kind of stuff for Balderdash. Yeah, I know. We, we've got a guest a guest Balderdash this week, Jenny. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's not easy, is it? It's actually really hard. It's, yeah. I find the whole process um quite therapeutic. I just um think of. The, the least likely outcome for anything or the least likely job or situation you could find yourself in. And I'm like, oh, imagine that was real. <laughs> Can I create a real example? <laughs> I just pick someone. I'm like, how could I embarrass them <laughs> yeah. using this medium? Yeah. That's Perfect. kind of rude I went down. Yeah. So um, did you, did you, um, uh, you played against Italy a few times? Yeah, I got my first cap against Italy um, and then was played away. Like not too many times. I should probably know the number offhand. But maybe five or six times, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's like wherever we've gone. I think we only played near Rome once, uh-huh. and like it was the nicest hotel we've ever been in. Really? Yeah. Like we went insane on the hot chocolates. <coughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. It was just basically melted chocolate with a garnish of milk. Oh, nice. Um. So the nutritionist obviously that was all kind of on the side. Yeah. Know that. So yeah, and then any of the times it's been up north. Um, near Milan so our our Grand Slam decider was in Parabaggio um, uh-huh. in 2013 and it was freezing the pitch was absolutely abysmal like you'd see a picture you'd, a picture of it and it didn't look playable like you'd kick the ball and it would hop twice and then just stop yeah. like dead stop so it was it made for lovely rugby 6-3 final score in the oh, end oh man 6-3 yeah. Yeah. sounds like a thriller I, and I was on the bench as well myself and um, an Ulster girl Ashley Baxter we were injured and um, we got injured in France or against France the week before so we had to sit out and injured so they put you on the bench no because it was Grand Slam and we were we had like knocks and they were sending us to some of us were doing sevens as well so we had to go to for a World Series, we were in China. We were playing in Hong Kong and then in China a week and a bit later. So they were just, they wouldn't, we weren't playing. Like I tore my calf muscle and yeah. I can't remember what Bax did. So they, they flew us out separately. Um, but we were st- staying in the same hotel as the girls. We just, we arrived the day of the game. And yeah, we were sitting on the sideline. We're like, this is, whoa. Like it was horrible. Mm. Yeah, it was not great rugby. Um, and we were Baltic. I think this Italian cameraman was walking up and down and he saw our miserable cold faces and kind of offered to get us a drink. Yeah, and we just assumed it would be like hot chocolate or whatever, something warm. And he returned with like two little plastic cups of water, which is still nice of him. Um, so he's like, just knock it back or whatever, knock it back. So myself and Bax knocked it. You must have been suspicious when he said knock it back. Well, he was kind of being really aggressive, uh-huh. telling us to drink it. So we kind of panicked, knocked it back. And it was guapa, this Italian, it's basically Italian puccine, blew the socks off us. <laughs> Both of us started crying. And at that time, the camera kind of turned and <coughs> the two utter asses, myself and Bax, were like crying and kind of doing this and looked like idiots. <laughs> and it didn't make any sense because it was a three three at the time and there was two subs like yeah. being zapped. So, so is that what it looked like you were just being you were so emotional about the game. Yeah. Like yeah. where the game was and going. There was still like fifty minutes to go. <laughs> so yeah, I got texts off my friends be like, Are you alright? My nicer friends said that and the others were like, Sap. Sap. Like, yeah. Just like so support. Oh, you're just like, oh, I love 6-3 <laughs> wins. <laughs> I love bad weather conditions. Well, do you like play, do you like playing in Italy yourself? Or is it, is I've there... only played in Italy once or twice. Sorry, once. Um, in 2007, uh, whenever we got beat. we got That was the year we got beat. Um, Vincent Clark scored at um, 
uh, Croak actually to in the last play of the game to win the game and then we then they got beat by someone else along the way and then France won, beat us on points difference in the end and they were playing Scotland um, after the game we we just scored as many points as we could against Italy and then we were waiting to see if Scotland were going to do us a favour limit France's mm. uh, point scoring and uh, Ewan Murray the prop went over at one stage and we were going we we're all in the bar buzzing thinking we're, we're, we have a chance of winning the Six Nations here and then um, the feed went on the, on the TV so it just went black and then someone then goes right we better get going here we've got to be at the dinner in 20 minutes so we had to go up to up to rooms and get ready and we were, so we're just walking about going we may have won the Six Nations but we don't we don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's mad <laughs> yeah oh weird yeah and you kind of well you had that with <clears throat> where you were at least able to watch it with the the, the Six Nations in 2015 uh, yeah you were like waiting on a result as well uh, yes I yeah that's right I wasn't involved that time mm. I was injured at the time but yeah that's right yeah they had to because they were all in their suits when they lifted the, the trophy yeah. at the end I wasn't at least one other time actually but I was over as similar to yourself I was over as like 24th man and they're great that's yeah grateful. I know so I went over it was um, in the run up to that it was uh, Kidney was the coach and uh, generally myself and Donnick O'Gallon had this like um, thing where if we got beat it was either his fault or it was my fault and one of us got dropped and then we would go into the meeting after having got beat the weekend before the selection meeting and we both looking at each other going listen it's one of us fingers crossed it's you and <laughs> not me <laughs> one of us is getting the axe here but on that occasion both of us got the blame so we were both chopped and we were both 24th and 25th men uh, going to Italy and we were like listen not ideal but stuff let's have a bit of a city break <laughs> the two of us we were like listen we're going to Rome for a few days and we haven't got that much responsibility now we've got to turn up the sessions and the meetings and stuff mm. but we may as well have a good time so we um, did um, the scooter I can picture you on a scooter <laughs> going to call Callahan wrapped around yeah, you yeah, like yeah. Roman holiday <laughs> yeah like dumb and dumber yeah. <laughs> even better take yeah. my take my spare gloves my hands are getting sweaty <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we did um, Trevi Fountain, Spanish Steps, went out for coffees, out for pizzas, ice cream. And then um, after the captain's practice on the Friday, we went and did an open top bus tour. <laughs> and we were like driving around room. And then we went past a few of the lads who were uh, sitting, having coffees, whatever. And we were there. Good luck at the weekend, fellas. <laughs> All the best. <laughs> we had the time of our lives, oh, not nice. care in the world. And then... Come game, come game time, and this was the year. I don't know what year this was. Um, Ireland got beat, and it, it oh, was whenever yeah. they got loads of injuries. And then Peter Mahoney ended up playing on the wing for Ireland. I can't remember what, exactly what the yeah. connotations were, but anyway, um, needless to say, uh, Italy, play, Italy played really well, and we were crap, and we got beat. And then myself and Donegal were just like, for once, <laughs> this is not our fault. <laughs> so we just like, like stuff it. What can you do? Nice yeah. tour, free tour of Rome. Exactly, yeah. Grant, pick yeah. it up. Came back tiramisu, yeah, class. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, yeah. Declan. So no, that was uh, that's my experience of Rome. Yeah, and yeah. I like I like going to play the, like and the the women's team are they're definitely on the up. Like they've they're like occasionally they'll they'll like beat the bigger like they've beaten France a few times. Like going there is they're always up for it, yeah. um, and they're starting to get some more decent um, kind of crowds as well so what sort of crowd would they be getting there um <coughs> like over i'm gonna say over three i'm over three thousand anyway like because it's in sometimes it's in they have it in like really remote stadiums yeah. um on like random hours um but like in the six nations at the moment with the women there's been a few like record-breaking attendances like ireland's the ireland's home game the england game that was the highest or the highest numbers at a women's game in Ireland and then the following week England or France were playing England in England and it was another record breaking um, attendance so it's hopefully for the next home game in France or against France it'll be kind of similar enough like Donnybrook will be packed like it does make such a difference yeah like even when I started there was like you can you can at the warm-up maybe you can have a look around and you're like oh there's that yeah um, yeah, yeah and now <laughs> that's kind of 
No, your dad doesn't, doesn't go. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get tickets. Yeah. Too expensive. Rich, too rich. Yeah, so like, and that's really cool. Like before we were, it was like, and I said it like family and friends and now it's all like, it's an international game and it's cheaper. Yeah. So why not like, yeah. give it a go. So that's my shout out, go to the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah we, we were talking to Fiona Cochran um, <clears throat> earlier in the week and she was saying that over in Italy they, it's like a big event the women's games because they the towns bid for the games to take them over there. Like. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. They get like um, I remember one uh, in twenty fifteen we were playing and there's like they have this big um um they put up huge tents and marquees and have like um three or six course meals and obviously you're sitting beside all the the kind of players and stuff. It's really nice and they have like music and stuff, but none of the girls speak Italian and a, a lot of the Italian players um, don't speak English. So we're sitting beside each other and it's a lot of like, I'm going to talk louder and hopefully you understand what I'm saying like and vice versa. But then one Did of the... Did you try saying it in English with an Italian? <laughs> Did you try that? No, but I have thrown the like, <laughs> yeah. the loose, like the, yeah. Or or the or the Italian football ad to the referee, <laughs> come on. Caravaggio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they love that. Yeah. But one of the girls we find out, so Sene Nupu, she was in here a while ago. Uh-huh. So Sene uh, played rugby in Japan with George. George was playing, her husband was playing in Japan as well. So George speaks uh, Japanese quite well. And so does Sene. And so we're sitting down anyway. And I don't know how they figured it out. But one of the Italian rugby players was living in Japan for a while. So they were both speaking Japanese to each other. Uh And that's how... Um, yeah, that's how we kind of figured out what was going on. It was just like, and obviously everyone else at the table was like, oh, am I dealing with my life? I feel so stupid. <laughs> and then like, yeah, pretty much flew in Japanese from Sene and this <laughs> yeah. Italian woman. So it was pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Carry on. <laughs> if you were like players to watch out for uh, in the Italy game, I know it's still a little bit of ways, but can you think of any offhand that you were like, Oh, well, apart from Parise, like he's no, just Parise, really. Who <laughs> <laughs> Parise has lost more test matches than anybody else in the world? Oh, that is a that what is a shame a, for such a class player. Yeah, that is what that a is loser. <laughs> <laughs> Parise, good. Get, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and like even with San Francisco, <clears throat> he's probably he's not got great wins there. Yeah, either. well, they've been up and down, haven't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. So, loser, great. And yeah. what was the other? There's a guy who played with Exeter Chiefs for a while. Is it their 13? Um, and now he's back. Capanaro, yeah. yeah. Is he, is he go to Wasp now? Oh, Wasp, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, he, he's again, like, not like he has flashes of brilliance, and then you're like, why did you do that? Yeah, yeah. I think, especially in a position like 13, yeah, like uh, being kind of solid and consistent, but if you do one, like, a one small error can just be glaringly obvious yeah. and completely turn turn the game. I said like even Ireland, Italy and Chicago, like it was there was a few he was having a great game and then a few absolute stinkers. Yeah. And just He was captain that day, I think. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I don't know. I've I've never seen him be captain before, but I'd imagine that might have had a bit of an impact. Probably. A little bit of a distraction, maybe. Yeah. The other one who's injured at the minute is is Minazzi. Is that his name? Pat mm. Matteo Minazzi. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. the wee fellow, the wee fullback, who is class, absolute live wire. But he's, I was chatting to Conor O'Shea about this um, a few weeks ago at, a, at an event at the Aviva. And he was saying, yeah, he's, he's out at the minute. But he's the sort of guy, when they get to the World Cup, if they get two or three other guys like your Campagnaros, Parise, Matteo Minazzi, these guys, if they're all fit, then you know you, n- you just never know. There's enough mm. talent there that they could produce a wee bit of a like something similar. This is what <clears throat> Conor Shea was saying: do something similar to what Japan did to South Africa at the last World Cup. That's what they're they're holding out for. If they get everybody fit and there's a bit of flair, there's a bit of talent, then you just never know. Every now and again, they'll get a big performance and get a big result. Yeah, hopefully, it's, hopefully not this weekend. Yeah, save that for the World Cup. Like, <laughs> yeah. Save it for because like Conor Shea's been. Like I was, I was chatting to <clears throat> some of the guys over there, and they were talking to some of the Treviso players. And when Conor O'Shea took over, they found it so strange that he was like he would take turns going to going to the Italian clubs. Suppose the previous coach, the French coach, now never visited at all, which I right? found bizarre. Yeah, he just 
was so removed. It was the national squad and anything underneath that was not important. And like, I think it's important that your your head coach is getting kind of stuck in that way. Yeah. And that's especially when there's only two two clubs. Yeah, like it's not that. Yeah, yeah. I think like in Scotland, like, I would imagine Gregor Townsend would be doing the rounds, and in Ireland, Joe would be up a bit. Andy Farrell would be up in Ulster doing the rounds all the provinces. So, yeah, yeah I think you kind of have to have that connection, don't you? Like maybe that's another like with France as well. Like yeah. I don't like in talking. Like one of the girls was with Italy during the World Cup. Um, and like he didn't even learn Italian or anything. I know we're speaking about like the the yeah. French coach, like Brunel, Brunel. Yeah, yeah. So that's like I just find that bizarre. Like if yeah. he, I think you need to show players that you're making an effort. Yeah, I know or, Conor Shea was really conscious to to try and do as much as he could. I think he was always concerned that the conversations that you have with a coach that they're. Um, I don't know. I suppose whenever you're, whenever I, I was talking to a coach, I always listened really carefully to what they were saying. What's the reasons why I'm being dropped, or what's the reasons why I'm being selected, or what do I need to work on? That's really important. That that information is communicated, yeah, perfectly and correctly. And Conor Shea was very aware of that. Um, just that, that obviously language thing. It's very important to make sure that he's communicating that, and the guys are all on the same page. But listen, let's leave it there. Nice. We've got um, Kieran Marmion coming up in a minute on the blower. Give him a grilling. Yeah. How do you feel like it's going so far? Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I, I feel a little bit more comfortable than did twenty minutes ago. Okay. How do you feel? Grant. <laughs> Terrible. So I'm still like, oh, I've definitely said weird stuff already. I'm I've said weird stuff. I said yeah. language in the wardrobe, and I meant. What was it? <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. I, I, did, I didn't join you in the Rocky theme tune. I was like, I let him down. Yeah, <laughs> I let him no, down. you did. You did. I was like, like Basil wouldn't have done that. <laughs> anyway, let's leave it there. Yeah. Marms, how are you getting on? It's Trimby here. And Jen. Hey, Trimby. Oh, good. Hey, Jen. How are you getting on? Yeah, how are you feeling after um, coming back, back from the dead? Yeah, uh, good. Yeah, got uh, good. 25 minutes under the belt so um, it was good to get out on the pitch the lungs were a bit sore afterwards but uh, kind of expecting that anyway so just uh, happy to get out there and uh, have a run out really. Have you been absolutely hating Keelan Blade because he's been playing well in your absence? <laughs> yeah he's been going well it's been uh, tough to watch when other people go well and you can't really do too much uh, yourself so but yeah no, I'm delighted for him but uh, hopefully now I can get get back on the pitch and uh, hopefully put in a few good performances myself yeah yeah good man I'm sure Joe's missed you I know he's a he's a massive fan of yours and um, he obviously gave you the nod in November Um, am I right in saying you picked up uh, the knock it was your ankle wasn't it the ankle yeah yeah did you pick that up before November and then you kind of carried it into the the November series yeah I did that up in your place up against uh, Ulster um just before Christmas, so um, yeah, I had a, took a few weeks out after I did that and played a few games back for Connacht. Um, it was fine, like it was up, but uh, I think after the November series, we decided that we get it right, get the up on it, and uh, hopefully have no more issues with it going forward. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and was it was it massively affecting you, or like was it one of these ones with? The World Cup, uh, kind of maybe maybe similar because yeah. Jack uh, Jack McGrath was in here and he'd been carrying. That's forget right. what it was. Back or something. Or hip. A, yeah. Hip, wasn't it? Hip, yeah. yeah. So he'd hip, been carrying yeah. that. And the same sort of thing because there's obviously such a big six or eight months ahead of you. Is that is that the mindset? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, when I heard it in that Ulster game, I heard it a few times afterwards. Yeah, uh, time I catch it and it'd be it'd be pretty sore um, for a few days. So. I think we said like going forward it'd be best to um, sort it out and then hopefully have no more issues for the rest of the season and going forward as well. So uh, hopefully now all the recovery is done and uh, hopefully it holds up and there won't be any, any more problems with it um, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Is it like a is it a weight off your shoulders? You know, with those kind of constant niggles that you have to manage. Is it now that you've got your twenty five minutes? And you're kind of confident going into the next game. Is it like a bit like a weight off the shoulders, or just yeah? Like def- didn't really think too definitely. much about it. Um, I think the ones that game on the weekend, the uh, the main thing was just uh, 
getting a few contacts and uh, get just getting through a few minutes and then also get nervous. I've never really been into it before, so you do have a bit of nerves going into it, thinking uh, will it hold up or not. But it's got to trust what the specialists and physios say as well. So obviously they they um, they're confident of you going into the game. So. Um, but again, in the back of your head, you are, you are a bit nervous. So it's just getting through those first first few contacts and minutes, really. And then, of the last kind of six weeks or so, have you just been getting back running, just been ran ragged by the S and C coaches, and then just doing yeah. PRs in your day offs and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty glad to get out of the injury group. To be honest, um, they had us uh, doing our own sessions, doing doing lots of fitness and. Uh, Getting back up to speed, learning to run again, really. Um, but yeah, it's been, been tough, tough six weeks. Uh, again, when you go into a game, there's nothing really that replicates a game. So it's blowing a bit on the weekend. But I guess the more you play, the, the easier it gets in the end. I think. Yeah, the first, the first bit of being injured is is kind of the nice. It's like the the honeymoon period, I suppose, where. Um, yeah. you're kind of you get a lot of sympathy and you don't have to be outside training when it's freezing wet you kind of just do your uppers with your mates and then go for coffees between sessions and then yeah. once that wears off then you kind of you, yeah, they make up for it I think but um, yeah, yeah if you like your physio and you like your S&C your early stages of injury and then when it turns and you're like they're all pricks and I hate them yeah. then you're like I can see the light <laughs> so the yeah. ankle is getting better but I hate you all <laughs> so yeah, and it's that sounds about right um, but here yeah. good win for Connacht uh, then back on track or not back on track they've been winning yeah <laughs> yeah we have been winning um, that was obviously a pretty crucial game for us uh, it was uh, yeah, two points behind us going into that game so um it was a must-win game, really, for us. And I think a few results over the weekend kind of went our way with Ospreys losing and Cardiff losing as well. So I think we have, what, five or six games left in the season. Um, I think we have Glasgow up next. So um, the next few games will be big in terms of where we finish up at the end of the season. So um, that was a big block for us. Um, I think we're away to Glasgow this weekend. So as a game we'll um, target, I think they'll be missing the good portion of their squad to the Six Nations so it's a game I think we lost by a point over there last year so it's definitely a game that we can target and try and try and win this weekend as well Yeah you're sitting in um, in third at the minute I know like top top two yeah. are kind of a little bit ahead about nine points I think you're nine points off second but like you're in, you're yeah. in decent shape there to get um, to get a playoff anyway Yeah that's, that's the plan um, I think we've got the games coming up as well uh, all the teams around us, obviously Glasgow, Ospreys, Cardiff. So um, they're all pretty big games now till the end of the season. Um, obviously, we want to win as many of them as we can and uh, put ourselves in the best position we can to get a playoff spot at the end of the year. Potentially, you could be... So if you're sitting third, then you could end up playing off either... A, like Treviso are sitting second in uh, Conference B, isn't that right? Yeah. Treviso and Edinburgh, yeah. So, like, I'm, yeah. like, I'm not saying I'm not saying those are easy fixtures, but the way they're sitting at the minute, you could end up with an away fixture that was very winnable. Obviously, this is way on down the line. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, all we can think about really is just putting ourselves in the position to get third, potentially second, maybe if we can if we can get a few wins uh, in the next few games. So. All we can do is just concentrate on ourselves and just try and get as many wins as we can from now to the end of the year. And are you looking forward to, to going back into camp then during the week? Uh, well, hopefully get a bit of game time. We'll come out and I guess we've got to put in a few good performances to, to get back in there. Uh, I think hopefully this weekend now we should get a bit more minutes under my belt, um, see how that goes. And hopefully if I can perform well, then hopefully I can uh, put my hand up to get back in there. Yeah, it'd be nice to get back in the mix after like doing so well in the autumn. Um, tell us the. I think you. Am I right in saying you played against Argentina and then played against uh, New Zealand in two games? Yeah, that's right. Uh, played those two games and then uh, got the operation on the on the Wednesday after the New Zealand game. Yeah, it must have been nice um, that uh, that the week before Italy, whenever they they sent. Um, all the Italian ones off and it it probably didn't look like a a touring party that was going to feature kind of in the 
like first picks, I suppose, or against the big names against uh, New Zealand. Must have been nice sitting at home with the Rob Carneys, the Johnny Saxons, the Rory Bass of this world, <laughs> thinking, I'm one of these guys now. <laughs> yeah, well, you never you never know, do you? You never know who's going to get picked for what game. So. I think I actually played for Comics that weekend while they were over in uh, Chicago, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, I, I, was, I was told by Joe to get some game time for Comics, so I didn't know really where it stood, to be honest. Like, but, um, again, I was just thinking about just playing for the for Comics and then hopefully the next week get picked for, the, for that Argentina game. Yeah, and uh, you were in Chicago for the All Blacks game a couple of years ago as well, weren't you? Yeah, that's right. And how did um, like after the game? How did it compare? Kind of the buzz in the change room, or I know like the yeah. I know the build up to the game in Dublin was massive and almost made the the Argentina game and the USA game either side of it just they were just flat and there was no buzz or no atmosphere in the crowd. But <laughs> everything was about that All Blacks game. But how did how did that compare the the the, the dressing room afterwards compared to Chicago? Yeah. Um... I mean, over in Chicago, uh, you, you playing that game, were you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, playing oh, that one. Yeah. Casual I'm dropping right, yeah. in the Chicago <laughs> game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously that was special because that was the first time Ireland to beat uh, New Zealand. So, um, but again, for me, like I, I didn't actually get on in that game. So, playing, playing in this and uh, playing in the starting position, I guess that meant quite a lot to me. Um, but again, whenever you beat the, the top side in the world, it's always um, always a great buzz. So um, I guess they were both pretty special moments, and we definitely enjoyed both of them. Yeah, so I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I mean, it sounds to like, sounds to me like you're saying Chicago was a better occasion. <laughs> well, I, I think that time we'd never beaten them before, have we? So yeah, I agree uh, completely. I remember that one coming out. That was good. But no, they were both, they were both great. Like um, Again, for me, being involved in that second game, um, that was, I enjoyed that hugely. Like, so, they were both, both great occasions. Right. Marms, listen, um, we'll, we'll let you go. I'm sure you've got things to do. But um, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show and good luck. Hopefully you get a bit of game time this weekend and uh, and get back thanks get back where you were before. All right. Cheers, Mark. Good thanks man, Marms. Sure. Take it easy. Cheers. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Okay, right. Welcome back to House of Rugby, Rugby Roundup, part three. That was really good. You're getting better at it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Oh cheers. my God, Baz is going to be like, oh, he's taking my job. Yeah. He's taking my intro Suck job. on that, Baz. <laughs> Enjoy Canada. <laughs> Maple syrup loving. Yeah. Whatever you yeah, are. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Tell us, um, last wee bit of rugby. Last couple of bits of rugby. Okay. Um, other Six Nations games this weekend, apart from Ireland. Uh, this is Ireland's last chance, really, of of winning of winning Six Nations this year. If Wales beat England, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Because after that, then they've got two home games: Italy and Scotland at home. And then, and uh, can we not? If we beat Wales away, or we Wales in Cardiff, does that not do anything? No. Yeah, but I'm just saying this is the only chance that England are going to slip up. Oh yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, away to Wales. I think Millennium Stadium as well. That's like a, that's I think one of the toughest places to go in the yeah. Six Nations. So hopefully that will. I think if it was if England had Wales at home, you'd be kind of like, yeah, yeah, we're kind of done. Yeah, but, but we're not done yet. We're not done. If yet. England beat Wales this weekend, we're we're pretty much done, aren't we? Yeah, I think we're pretty duffed. Yeah, we're at that stage. We're looking at second. Yeah, which is fine. We just like which go under fine. under the radar for World Cup, yeah. and then. Yeah. Dark horses. Oh my. We're also spoiled, aren't we? What do you mean we didn't win a Grand Slam? <laughs> what do you mean we didn't win the Six Nations? Second! Joe! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are spoiled. Yeah. Anyway. I, I think that's going to be, yeah, the Wales-England game um, is, is going to be, apart from like ireland DC, which we'll all be watching, Yeah, that, that game is going to be a whopper. Yeah. So it'll be tough though. Like again, we said like bigger's <clears> out. Uh, half pennies out I think he's one of the best defensive fullbacks when he's fit yeah Um. but yeah like Cardiff yeah. Cardiff is like a tough might be place tricky yeah might be tricky fingers and crossed and then um, yeah France Scotland uh, I think we're all hoping France get their finger out a little bit are we not yeah yeah like they've played some lovely rugby and then they've just what are you doing yeah I don't so much talent Mm. So much ability, and then they just like last week against uh, Twickenham was just 
they, it's just like sometimes <clears throat> it's really simple, basic errors that you kind of, again, like you said, we're spoiled rotten. We don't see these crazy overhead, terrible catch passes. It's 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 pretty much lovely all the time. And then when you see like a Frenchman throw it, you kind of like, where did that come from? Because yeah. we were so used to like that, those basic skills being pretty much perfect and consistent all the time. And yeah. in France, they don't have that. Like like one of his, they don't have like a school system. There's no academies in place. So, you know, there's no, like nothing is filtered down. Basically, you're coming from, you're going straight into a club and maybe that kind of foundation that you've yeah. learned. Like we're, again, like so lucky, like Leinster Academy, Munster Academy, all, they, they do trickle up when you do, when you, so when you do come into either a Six Nations squad or your, your Pro 14 or your Heineken Cup squad, provincial squads, like the level is, is pretty high already that you've yeah. got to. They, um, they don't. They seem to be more concerned about entertaining than winning, and they're doing ni- neither at the minute. And um, to be fair, Dealer Doherty actually last week said um, he's a mate of ours. I saw that. <laughs> I loved his kick. He, he's a friend of ours. Yeah, uh, it's pretty impressive. Big fan of the show. Yeah. Um, uh, Did you he, ask him twice? Uh, I didn't actually. Okay. I forgot. Change I was so up. starstruck that I forgot. Okay. I was just like this the whole time. And Barry, Barry and him chatted away. I just sat and went like this. <laughs> Stared at them. <laughs> anyway, he said uh, he actually knows knows his rugby um, quite a bit. He brought us back to rugby. We were going on tangents. He brought us back, but he said um, he was asking if the likes of Joe went to France, was coaching France. There's so much talent, there's so much ability there. Would he would he be able, to, or is it something that's just ingrained culturally where they just they just throw the ball about and they're not that they're not pragmatic in their approach? I suppose. Um, I think. Well, I certainly believe that Joe could go into any environment and kind of change the culture because it's just it's just a little like like a subculture, you know, within this team. This is we know how to win, and Ireland know how to win. Um, but it's I find it frustrating recently. Sorry, I'm rattling through. It's all good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I find it frustrating recently that a few um, journalists have come out and been very critical of um, Ireland's style or Joe's style. But it's been so good and it's been so relentless for so long. And then that loss against England and then people are like questioning the whole philosophy. I think it's mad that people are saying this. If you want Ireland to throw the ball about and be frivolous with the ball, then they're going to start, if they take your word for it and take your advice, they're going to start performing like France. <laughs> and I don't think you'll be that happy with that style of play either. No, it's it's it gives you anxiety ulcers <coughs> and you don't get a win yeah. like with with how Joe is playing we're like we are playing nice rugby it's like okay some people can brand it as safe but it's smart and like I don't know it's 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 tough to beat it's like it's tough to beat that it's so. impressive as well yeah say, like um, there was there was one I think a couple of guys that come out and said Ireland they just hold on to the ball they hold on to the ball I'm like well, that's what? That's brilliant. <laughs> and then uh, it's England that are getting the, the praise at the minute for you know discovering all the space in the backfield and resorting to a kicking game. Whenever Ireland did go through a, a, a kind of a, a passage of a, of a lot of kicks, a high percentage of their play yeah. was coming from kicks, then they were getting criticism for that as well. So like you can't keep you can't win. you can't win like yeah. so. And well, Ireland can't like they're they're yeah. good at it. So yeah. I I don't know. I think just some people <clears throat> some people like to have that that was class all the time, but that's not sustainable, yeah. and that that won't get you a win at the end of the day. So and like we're like still doing some like lovely passages of play that are so entertaining and have such a level of skill, and it's across the board. It's not just you know your thirteens and fullbacks cycling around the ball. It's 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 from one to fifteen and the bench that are like a part of this really intricate move. Like Stockdale's try was a beautiful try, yeah. and I was like I was watching that again. And I was like, oh, there's so many little components. And it needs to be perfect in order to make that work, which is, which is true of so many of Joe's set pieces and his moves. Um, like you don't get that from just playing around the yeah. the, the, the ball. It doesn't yeah. work like that. No, exactly. You can't. I, I you can't know what seven, eight, nine of your teammates are going to do exactly because what you have to do, what you have to do, your contribution has to kind of tie in with everybody else's contribution. Yeah. And if you're not, if you haven't got a plan, or you're not. It's detailed. 15 individuals. Uh-huh. It doesn't work. It's carnage, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're big fans. We're sticking with this Ireland team, aren't we? 100%. Um, so anyway, the 
thank you very much for your votes for um, this week's uh, Guinness Made of More Player of the Weekend. I don't know if this is an award that's really celebrated <laughs> out there because they get effectively, they get nothing. <laughs> but, I mean, they get a token gesture of that we tell them we're going to send them Paul O'Connell's teeth, yeah. which we don't do. <laughs> So it's a fair, it's a lazy it's a lazy shambolic award, but the winner of it this week. <laughs> no, <clears throat> the nominations. Let's build it up. Okay. <clears throat> the nominations are uh, Jean Klein, Stuart yep. McCluskey, Jack Carty, and Ross Byrne. And the winner is. I don't know. Jean Klein. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, that's why yeah, I always react. Oh, yeah, oh it's, it's in bold right there, and I read it earlier. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway. he's getting teeth, but not really. Yeah, he's not getting. Anything. Unlucky Jean. Uh, Paddy, are you keeping all these teeth? Do you actually have a set of like? Have teeth you been you're just like stockpiling the teeth? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we'll get all the lads in for like a big end of season bash and we'll start handing out teeth. Then. They won't turn up. Yeah, can you have like <laughs> we'll have to pay them a, like a yeah. players? Yeah. So you get like all the regular teeth, but then say if someone has won it multiple times, can we get like a grill, like a gold? Mm. Maybe that could be the nice. Yeah. yeah. Piaster is the like, top prize. And James Ryan, yeah, he's he's on course for the grill. Okay, the gold, yeah, Paulie's teeth grill. Oh man, I'd love to see Paul O'Connell with a grill. <laughs> be cool. uh, so thanks very much for your. Oh no, before we go on to ask each of our, and um, we've got a, a guest balderdasher. Uh, okay, Jenny, take it away. <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> so um, today because we were speaking to a nine. Kieran Marmion mm-hmm. I went with uh, one of the best lines that I've ever played with her name is Tanya Rosser so she won multiple AILs been a part of a couple of World Cups over 50 caps for her country um, what is Tanya doing now <clears throat> so her brother-in-law took up pigeon racing and she kind of naturally developed a passion for it so she's now training racing pigeons so basically like you release the bird they return home and there's a few birds and the quickest bird like to cover a certain amount of distance wins you have to go out like into the countryside like and just you, let them free yeah you let them free and then they come home and then you just have to drive home quickly before the pigeon yeah. gets there yeah because if they all if you arrive home and the three pigeons are all there then you're like well who, who, who got won? there who got <laughs> who there <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they have it like so say if you have a pigeon Paddy has a pigeon you both set them off but obviously Paddy's pigeon is not going to back, go back to your house so you have like a little GPS or whatever. So it measures like 50 kilometers, 50 kilometers. Yeah. And then it's like they like they have little chips, I think. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> and there's certain there's certain um, breeds. Tiny was telling me this. There's certain breeds of pigeon that you have to have. They're called Homer pigeons or yeah, Homer pigeons. So that's our racing Homers are, uh-huh. is, the, is the only type of pigeon that is like built for racing. Wow. It's mad. And okay. then it's big in Belgium. Anyway, that's where she's moved to. Uh, maybe that's where she possibly moved to. Yeah. Because it's that's one there. option. That's one option. Yeah. So she's racing there. Um, second, she's coaching the Clintarf men's team with James Downey and playing touch for Ireland. And um, third, she's launched her own line of organic soaps, but they're rugby themed. Uh-huh. Um, so you've got like yellow cardamom ref. Oh, nice. And uh, extra time and basil is just a few of the a few of them. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, does she do well out of the soap uh, in the soap market? Is that is that it's, booming? It's it's not a great market. There's a lot of competition okay. through a lot of different areas. Now she There's does a lot have of other a, rugby pun. No, soaps. she's got a monopoly on that. Uh-huh. But um, it's just the kind of pairings that she chooses aren't the best. Uh-huh. So she yeah, could okay. do better. Hopefully, us talking about it will help her soap. Yeah, well, it's a business. massive platform. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Prepare um, for online orders. The, Tanya, you're welcome. I don't ta- know if I'm yeah. looking at the right camera. Tanya, I look at all three. The eyes of the nation are, are on us <laughs> and we're promoting your brand. Yeah. Or if we're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go for uh, pigeon. I hope she's a pigeon racer. <sighs> Please be a pigeon racer. Please don't be just coaching Clontarf with James Downey. She's coaching Clontarf. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. I wanted her to be a pigeon racer. So do I. As I was like... Coming up with it, I was like, oh, this would be perfect. That I could picture it with like a Del Boy hat and everything. Yeah. Can I just say, you did a brilliant job. You were extremely convincing. I genuinely did think there was a chance that she was a pigeon racer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I was crap at everything else in this podcast, but I've nailed that. You're a good liar. I feel content. Yeah. yeah. You're a creative liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you went with it as well. You I... said, yeah, Tanya always says, yeah, but these pigeons, they've got GPS. <laughs> 
Right, last feature. Um, Ask HR. Thanks very much for all your questions. Uh, a couple of creative ones this week. I like them, yeah. Um, uh, Blue Moon uh, Cinco. If your life's dependent on it, would, what Irish player would you back in a Mario Kart race? I'm not sure if he means the player actually being the character in the Mario Kart race okay. or someone who played a lot of Mario Kart when they were younger. I remember I went through a, ma- a real, like a six month phase of playing Mario Kart nonstop when I was a youngster. And then, like a youngster, like 17, 18 or whatever. And we got in the car and I just couldn't understand. Like, where's all the banana? Why am I not slipping up bananas <laughs> in the car? <laughs> who, who was your character that you picked all the time? Um, you, like? Luigi or Mario. I went for someone kind of mid, like not heavy, but not too yeah. light. Kind of just they could cope with a bit of phys- a little bit of physicality. Okay, I just also, went light. I was like Toad or Yoshi. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, yeah. that was. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, Castle Maguire. Rugby seems to be... Did we o- answer that or... No, we didn't. We didn't. Okay, no. fast. <laughs> Castle Maguire. Sorry, rugby. Blue Moon. <laughs> yeah. Give us a shout again. We'll get the next one, yeah? <laughs> uh, rugby seems to be all about jocks these days. How about a smarty pants 15 of nerds, dorks and geeks? Dara O'Brien could be could do some damage in the tight, I'd say. Yeah, Dara O'Brien could be... O- O'Brien, sorry, I said O'Brien, yeah. It's fine, I'm sure he doesn't mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll not watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, who would I have? So, do you want to build our team around our brain? Yeah. Okay. okay. I've got him at uh, at, um, at Hooker. Yeah, I think that would be solid. So, I've, I've gone for three. I wasn't sure exactly if if they meant like famous people who are really smart that we could just teach to play rugby and join our 15. Or if, and again, there's kind of two categories even within rugby. So, I thought there's just nerds and dorks or there's really smart rugby players so kind of I've oh you've got a mix of I've kind of yeah I've made a bit of a okay. mix it, uh, my type 5 is more apart from Darabrina Hooker is more or less smart rugby players who are all a little bit nerdy but mostly just smart i got Tom Court at Loosehead okay nice very clever reads about 3 or 4 books a week I thought you were going to say reads books reads, and just, reads comics and just <laughs> he reads books he reads sometimes he reads good <laughs> uh, Mike Ross at Tighthead yeah oh um, yeah I actually had him at Tighthead as well oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I've gone for um, Ian Henderson in the second row um, and he is smart but he's definitely a smart arse <laughs> he, he just outsmarts people a lot and he, he revels in it he just okay. enjoys getting the better of people and similar role for me, uh, Dev Toner. Okay. Two, there's two smart arses. I'd probably bring the worst out of each other, actually. But both clever, both good lads. Yeah. Oh, that's my front five. Have you anybody in the back row I've got? I've got like a few. I've gone a different direction with a few of them. So I've gone with like one that I picked in terms of nerds. You know, Kevin Smith, the director of like Clerks and Dogman. It's like solid guy. Uh-huh. But like when I went, when you said nerds, I kind of went that way like really talented filmmaker and all that stuff but I was like <laughs> yeah he could he could do a job in the loose uh-huh. um, I struggled with second row a little bit uh-huh. it's kind of like maybe put like Einstein at seven yeah just like just do your thing or whatever but then I was actually changed from Malloy so Claire Malloy okay. so she's a doctor pretty smart well hopefully um, you like to think yeah, so. yeah, fingers crossed. I picked it. I picked. Uh, sorry, Jamie Roberts. Jamie, Jamie Roberts had well. him as just, well, just because he's a doctor. Yeah, they might yeah. not be that smart. My wife's a doctor, so I have to kind of <laughs> assume doctors are smart. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, she is. Does she? Is she a fan of the show? Uh, she. Uh, funny, we fell out today because uh, I made some reference to something that happened in the last few weeks. Oh, I said um, I'm not doing Balderdash. Jenny's doing Balderdash, and she goes, "What's that?" I went, "Oh, you haven't listened to at least four episodes." <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that hurts. Yeah, but she said though. To be fair, she she stuck. She doubled down. She said, "I don't like rugby and I don't like movies." <laughs> okay, so why would I? That's more or less. The and we've done like the Rocky theme tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, fair enough. I don't like Rocky theme tunes. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, that like her being smart does not correlate with not liking the. Yeah, I know. Otherwise, it, it bodes badly for yeah. probably all three of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, Moving swiftly along. Who who have you got in the backs? I, I'm pretty pleased with my nine ten combination. Okay, I've got uh, Pee Wee Herman and Mr Bean. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> that works well. That's actually really good. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, Jimmy Roberts at twelve. Um, the guy, the the guy who's in the IT crowd, Richard Ayo. Is that how you? Yeah, Richard Ayo. Whatever, however oh, you said yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, him, he seems pretty nerdy and, and smart. Okay. And then I'm pleased with my fullback selection as well, Professor Brian Cox. 
I had him as well. I just, uh, I just had him in at eight. Huh. I was like, he's probably quick off the he'd base. He'd get eaten alive at eight, would he not? That wee fella. I don't know. Maybe he, because he's behind like a lot of galaxy pictures, it makes him look bigger. <laughs> maybe, <So>. yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe he should be out in the back. Okay, sorry, Brian. Yeah, he's sorry, probably Brian. watching as well. Sorry, Professor oh, Brian Cox. Yeah. yeah. I had like um, Judge um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Do you know, like she's the. She's like an 85-year-old. She's on the Supreme Court in America. She goes to the gym every day, like for bicep curls. And I'd say nothing would get by her. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think that'd be... There's very few of the rest of these have got a balance. Apart from Handy and Dev, where they're both smart, but they're both obviously yeah. fairly well established in rugby. Paula Fitzpatrick. She's an absolute nerd. Uh-huh. Yeah. She might not be listening to this, so I can say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a luxury we have, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slate everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'd have her. Oh, and then Ruth O'Reilly, she could definitely go front row. She's like, loves a good Excel spreadsheet. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd say she'd probably get, if she was to get a tattoo, it would be like an Excel spreadsheet and she could just <laughs> fill it in herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she hey Ruth, formulas. you're an absolute nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. That's, I think that's, That'll do. Oh, bourbons or custard creams? Neither. They both suck. Yeah. And they both were very popular in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so not anymore. Unlucky Aunt, uh, Matt McCann. Um, anyway, listen, uh, thank you very much for your comments and your questions. And thank you for listening and watching us on YouTube. <coughs> YouTube. That was <coughs> the Facebook. Yeah. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and leave a rating. Uh, we really do appreciate your uh, feedback. This is Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe together with Guinness. Thank you for keeping us company. Casual, nice, friendly ending. Party on. Party on. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.